0: Inside the ACC with Jay Graham. I'm David Gascon. Happy, happy December to all of you, wherever you may be. We passed the door on Thanksgiving. We're leading our way now to Hanukkah, Christmas, and a brand new year. But Jay, it is not a brand new year, especially for a couple folks in Florida right now.
1: I mean, they got a whole lot of things going on. You know, you got some elves out here stealing gifts. We got all kinds of mess going on with the playoff committee. And it's just amazing here. What do you think about this whole situation, guys? I think they need to make a, a movie off of this. I,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna channel my inner Howard Griffith for you. I growing up, I was a big Terrell Davis fan. I could go Lorenzo Neal for mm. Ladanian Tomlinson, if you will. Um yes. but, but I'm gonna pave the road for you real quick and I wanna I wanna line things up with the college football playoff emi- committee and also the teams that are in it. All four of them are deserving. And I know that over the weekend ESPN and a bunch of different outlets were talking about the committee itself and then breaking down every team top to bottom, the top 10, looking at who should be in, who should be out, who's everywhere in between the most deserving teams and the best teams right now. But in my humble opinion, Jay, and I know that we can kind of you know, play pitch and catch on this back and forth all night into the early morning, but I think frankly, And this hasn't been discussed at great length. But I think the committee got this right. And here's the reason why. Is it's not their job to pick the four best teams or the four most deserving teams. Their job is to pick the two best television shows that can be put on television. Okay? And I think they got this right for a couple different reasons. First off, Washington's undefeated in the Pac-12. They have to go. Michigan, they're undefeated in the, in the Big Ten. They have to go. So who does that leave you with? You got Texas, obviously in the Big 12. They won the conference. And then, yeah, you look at the ACC. It's either going to be Georgia or it's going to be Bama that was going to be going. It's at the SCC The SCC does not get denied entry on anything. You talk about the partnerships. You talk about the money. You talk about everything that's involved in NCAA athletics. It all stems from from the SEC and it trickles down to everybody else. And I was always taught this, Jay, back, back, back in the day when we were like young pups. I had a a US history and economics teacher. Her name was Claire Addison. And I admit I wasn't a good student back in the day. But the one thing that always resonated with me, Jay, was this, is she said, if you don't know the answer, the answer is always money. Always money, always, Mm -hmm. always, always. And I think this is a perfect articulation of that. You think about where we're marketing right now, and we have done so in every quadrant of the country, West Coast, Midwest, the South, the Southeast. And if you look at this, which is really unfortunate because of the Jordan Travis situation, but I think this compels teams, not obviously for this year, but next year and the years beyond that, Is you got to do a little Bill Belichick? You got to do a little fidgeting of the injury report. You can't show your cards anymore, and the reason why is this: is not only does Florida State lose a truckload of money because of missing out in the college football playoff, but the entire ACC does. But who doesn't? The SEC, Alabama, Georgia, Florida. You go up and down that list of SEC teams, and frankly, it didn't matter if it was Georgia. Or Alabama, if any team out of the SEC had beaten Georgia, I don't care if it's Kentucky, I don't care if it's Vanderbilt, South Carolina, that team was getting in over Florida State. Those four teams, it's going to be the SEC and everybody else. Now the argument we're going to have, and we can have about how Auburn pulled off a miracle against Auburn a couple of weeks ago in the Iron Bowl, understandable, but. Case in point, it's a rivalry game. That happens every year in college athletics. Yes. Yes. Dating back to the Stone Age. So it happens all the time. But make no mistake about this is that this is a television show and it's all about the bottom line. And the committee got the four best teams that they can market throughout the country. And before that game, the games are even played, what do they have? They have grown-ass men. And younger teenagers acting like the real housewives of Orange County, bitching Mm. and moaning about this until kickoff. And they got it right.
1: Mm. What happens when you monopolize football? When you do this, right? I felt um, like my emotions, right? And I'm sure a lot of college football fans feel this way, right? It's put into this storyline, right? where football has its own storyline and it's played when the ball snapped. Hmm. What happens when, you know, young men have these dreams, right? And they dream that if they go undefeated, right, you're recruited to go to Florida State. And if you go undefeated and you do the things you're supposed to do in a story, perennial championship program in the ACC, right, that you should have the opportunity to at least be one of the top four teams in college football. And then you lose your quarterback. You lose your second team quarterback, and with your third string quarterback, you beat one of the top teams, right? In Louisville, a better team than yeah. than Texas beat. Here's the problem: everybody's arguing about what happened with Alabama. I'm trying to figure out how Texas got it. In. And everybody say, "Well, the top three was locked in, right? How does a team, right, that loses the, you know, that beats an Oklahoma State team that lost to who? Look how many teams Oklahoma State lost to. They lost to UCF, right? Was that not forty-five to two? And we're talking about, oh, they just, they just killed it going in. Who did they beat other than Alabama when they had a new coordinator and a young quarterback starting one of, one of his first games, one of his first big-time games right there? What did they do? Who got better? Alabama got better. I believe Alabama deserved, if they beat Georgia, they deserved to go in. Tell me why Florida State is out. And if they're out for that reason, why weren't they out right after the um, North Alabama game? Why were they not dropped in to wait and see? Seems like you made your mind up, right? This, this committee made their mind up at that point. Well, if it was real time, maybe we would have had time to understand this. But when it happens on in the middle of the night, when it happens in this situation, the way it was unveiled to college football fans, you got to say, guys, man, this is, this is wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's in your face wrong. And then the biggest problem is the arrogance behind the cover-up. You know? I understand, but why is Florida State put against Alabama, right? I think Alabama deserved to get in. I still don't know why Texas does. I still don't understand it. Guys, they've been average to me. They've been average. Their quarterback was out for a couple weeks, right? They've been average. They came back, and they barely beat a TCU team. Okay, we call that a rivalry, right? But why was Oklahoma State not in the New Year's Six Bowl? I mean, Oklahoma not in the New Year's Year's Six Bowl. That's the team they lost to, right? Yeah. So for that same reason, why – you understand this. Why – you know, it's just all these discrepancies all over the place. And I'm trying to understand it. And I don't understand it. And like you said, it goes back to money. But the problem with that, and the problem that the state of Florida has, right? Governor DeSantis and everybody else is we don't know the process. We don't understand it. You guys click on a computer and vote. Okay. Were the votes handled the right way? What's the process right? Is the process right for people to make decisions? No one knows this, right? No, we need to know we need everything to be transparent so we can understand why hundreds of millions of dollars are being taken away from different programs and going to different states. Why is it happening? You know, and that is the part that bothers me when you begin to monetize this game at this level. Right. The kids are paying for it. You got you got a young man, Jordan Travis, sitting here apologizing for his team when he got injured. And then this same young man is not a, the, one of the most valuable players, not one of the top five, you know, most valuable players to even go to the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Can he not go? Is he not one of the top? I mean, we, I mean, this man has hundreds of millions of dollars changed when he didn't play. So why isn't he in the Heisman Trophy talk? Why is he, he's my Heisman Trophy pick? If I had a vote, he'd be mine. You know, because this is one of the most. Pivotal players in the history of college football right now. And he's not at the Heisman Trophy ceremony.
0: Yeah, you hit the nail right on the head. You have the college football playoff committee and the NCAA as a whole talking out of both sides of their mouth. You can't have Jordan Travis, the removal of him, cause a team to be removed from the college football playoff, but then not have him amongst the top four. Yeah, I can understand. Bo Nicks, fantastic season. Michael Penix right there too. Jane Daniels at LSU. And of course, Marvin Harrison jr. Out of Ohio state. I think he's the best player in the country, but that's for another debate. But with all that being said, you look at Las Vegas and the Las Vegas figures on Jordan Travis, not being in the starting lineup for Florida state, it reduced their point differential by seven, right? Some, some markets were eight and nine, but. When someone makes the claim that, okay, if Jordan Travis is not in the game, Florida State's not a good team, of course you can say that about anybody. Michael Penix, Bo Nix, Quinn Ewers, whoever it may be, Dylan Gabriel out of Oklahoma, it doesn't matter. The fact is, I think that we are, not you and I, but I think football as a whole, for the love of the game, and you know this quite well because of your playing days, Yes, there'd be weeks where you'd see the Baltimore Ravens play a game and win it 16-7. Yes. It'd be a game they'd play Indy and Peyton Manning and win 13-10 or lose 13-10. But we're so drunk on the quarterback and we're so fixated on it. Look at the Heisman Trophy process. Yes. How often do you get guys that aren't signal callers winning the Heisman Trophy? It's changed. It's changed so much. You yes. can go offensive player of the year, and then you can go Heisman Trophy. And you can't tell me that guys that are in the backfield, guys are on the outside, guys are on the defensive line, they can't make that kind of impact. But we've changed the game so much, and we've allotted – why? Revenue and ratings. Yes. And we're guilty of that. And because of that, that impacts teams like Florida State. Mm. And, and you made a great point talking about the process. Because the reality is this. I don't agree with your sentiment about Texas not being in it. I think they're one of the four best teams in the nation. I think they have a top three defense in the country. And I also think until Brooks got hurt, he was probably one of the best backs in the entire nation as well. But with yeah. all that being said, they did smoke Texas Tech in the in the Big Ten, excuse me, the Big 12 championship game. And I think they're playing their best ball at the right time of the season. On that note, though, I do feel like you should be rewarded, whether a win or a loss for going outside of your conference. Alabama did that, and Texas did that. But Texas did that and won at Alabama, okay? If Georgia went to Oregon or Georgia went to Washington and suffered a defeat in week one or week two, I wouldn't penalize them for doing that, just as much as I wouldn't penalize Washington for going to Florida or Florida State or going to Ohio State or Michigan and having the same fate. So... It's it's not only a jab towards us, but it's a giant two middle fingers to, to Florida State and to the entire ACC. Let's just cross-pivot for a second. Imagine this was the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. No chance in hell this would happen to Duke or right. North Carolina. No right. chance. Right. No chance. It doesn't matter if they had to play a, a, a wild-card matchup and get in the first four To get into the to the NCAA tournament or not, they're getting in, and it doesn't matter why. Because it's reputation, it's because of coaching, it's because of the history, it's because of the donors, it's because of the money, it's all of those different elements. And now you can't tell me that this doesn't translate over to college football. It is straight BS. But I asked you this off air, and I'll ask you it right now: Are you surprised?
1: I am surprised. And I, and I, and I, and I thought about it. You know, we thought about it. We talked about it. I thought about it over and over again, every night. And I, and and I was like, nah, they're not going to do that. Nah, there's no way. How do you take a Florida state team out? You know, that is the problem. People are talking about, well, well, this team got in and this team got in. How do you take them out? it was the most difficult team to take out of the top four. You put them in there, right? If they would have gradually done it, I get it. But how do you take them out? You know, that is the problem that I have. How do you take them out? And how do you take them out the last on Sunday, right after all the championship games? And then the excuses come, you know? Well, you know, uh, we got five uh, power five conferences. So, you know, that could have happened. It didn't happen that way. It didn't happen that way, Gas, man. So why why are we talking about that? Could have been this. It could have been that. We're not talking about could have been. We're talking about actual, you know. And that's the thing that confuses me. And you go, you keep going through it. People go, well, next year, next year we'll have twelve, and it'll be better. It won't be better. It won't be better. Ask, you know, SMU how they feel about it. You know, yeah. they lost to who? Oklahoma State. Right. What about and Liberty? Was, Liberty's undefeated. A, a, a Oklahoma. They lost to someone. Right? And they go, well, that's the reason why Liberty got in there over you with, with their um strength of, of record. That's last. <laughs> How do they get in? It, it, it's a whole bunch of discrepancies everywhere. Everywhere. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. I'm mad if I'm Ohio State. I'm mad if I'm Georgia. I get it. And you say, well, that, that eliminates them not being a championship team, but it doesn't, it it takes Florida State out. It puts, it doesn't put Georgia in because they're not in the championship team, right? But it takes Georgia out. It don't matter with Georgia. It don't matter with Florida State, but it matters with Georgia. Can you please stop with all the discrepancies and please and – I look at the criteria and I had to scratch the first three out and went to other. Yeah. Let's just go to other. Let's just go and – let's just be real, right? Let's be real and go key players. Um, this ain't even a beauty contest because at least you have scores that are compulated over time and then at the end, you know, you got to get this score to, to to win. Who knows? This score changes. Your score can go down up. It, it, it just, it's all up to a 13 member committee and the explanations, you know, are not good enough. And I, and I agree with, uh, governor DeSantis. Let's find out. Let's go get lawyers. Let's go find out what happened because you ain't going to tell us, you know, all these little media set up things where ESPN asks these, uh, you know, cookie cutter questions and, and they answering <laughs> it. Oh, that's, that's really nice. I want. I want. Get. Let's do a doggone debate and just get in. There. I mean, this is becoming like the doggone presidential race. Yeah. I mean, it's it's big. Let's get up there and let's talk about these things and try to figure out something and get better people that represent these that represent the United States as a whole on the committee. I could yeah. tell you this right now. I I, I I love football. I'm a football coach. I don't know that I respect that committee as football coaches. I'm going to be honest. You might say that's harsh, but guess what? I don't see it. I don't it, see it. If you're a football coach and you understand it, you, you've you done this for as long as they have. Maybe they out of touch with it, but I don't understand how you come up with these decisions, right? Without somebody saying, whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm sure there was, but something happened in the middle of the night, Saturday night. I don't know what happened, but by Sunday, it, it ain't take long to vote. And that's my problem. We need to know what happened.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy cuz you're not looking at this just as a isolated incident but you can look at this as a grand as a grand painting because it's not just this matchup whether it's Florida State and Michigan or Florida State versus Washington whoever it may be but you're telling us as as viewers and fans and coaches and former players or active players that Florida State is not capable of beating those three or four other teams, well, they're going to have just as many, maybe even more guys playing on Sunday. They could, statistically speaking, they could have more guys in their current classes draft in the NFL next year than any of the other programs during the college football playoff.
1: How many no teams you know next? play for a championship, right, against a tough Louisville team with yeah. their third-string quarterback and still win? Yeah, How many teams you know that can do that? I'm going to tell you as a college football coach, former college football coach, it is difficult. I don't know how – I'm going to tell you what. That is a that is an unbelievable team to do that. In the championship game. And, and they didn't lose them and have weeks to, to get it right. Next week they had to go play. Yeah. The following week they lose another – had to go play. So this is something that – it was a phenomenal job of coaching. It's a phenomenal job of team and the love for the team, and he's saying, "Hey, whatever it takes, we're gonna get done." And that's a that's a Cinderella story, and we're stuck with uh Michigan story. You know, our number one team, and and I I think that's not fair. I wanted to see that Florida State team compete, right? And 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 you know, hush the naysayers. And that was a team. You know, I think a lot of people in college football were rooting for that team, and we got our we got our feelings hurt. You know, college football fans got their feelings hurt on Sunday.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I occasionally, I don't want to say occasionally, I say it loosely, but I occasionally take shots at at Iowa football. But, Jay, let's just throw this out there. What would the committee have done if Iowa ran the table? Their offense is dreadful. They could score maybe 10 points per game, but their defense is one of the best in the nation. Yes. So what happens if Iowa had run the table? Would you keep Iowa out
1: because they don't have a sexy offense? I think it's happened to him before. I think they ended up number five one year, yeah, yeah, and they had a phenomenal year, and they beat a bunch of teams. I think they had one loss, right, but they ended up getting I think Oklahoma have got in over them, you know, so those things you're right that's that what that's what could happen, and we we and, sit here and we you're taking the farther you're away from the field and you make decisions, now we lose the objective of the sport. Now yeah. we, lo- we lose what we love about the sport. We love the underdogs. We love the wins, the the upsets. We love that. That's the part that when we try to manufacture, you know, the the the, the hopes and, and the spirit of football, we try to put it in this box and sell it back. They're trying to sell it back to us. Yeah, And that's the problem, you know, because we, we're not buying it. We're yeah. not buying it.
0: I mean, you could look over the last 48 to 72 hours. Patrick Mahomes loses to Jordan Love. Jake Browning goes on the road and beats Trevor Lawrence, a better team in the AFC. So you can't tell me these things don't happen or they're they're not able to happen. They have happened and they continue to happen. But if we're looking at this right now in real time, I know the conferences are going to change over the next couple months because of the realignment. But Jay, I'll be frank with you. I would not be incentivized with this result to schedule tough out-of-conference opponents, especially on the road. I would rather go the Notre Dame route You just you schedule a bunch of cream puffs, and then all of a sudden you play your rivals. Yes, maybe you play Army, Navy, Stanford, USC, Wake Forest, Georgia Tech. But there's no incentive if you're a team like Florida State that is susceptible to getting bit like this again. No chance in hell. I would not. You
1: know the thing that hurt them was Clemson. I'm sorry. Yeah, Clemson wasn't Clemson this year, right? They yeah. became it at the end of the year. But if Clemson was that, that, that perennial and they will be that next year, top 10 team, then, then I think it becomes a little, you know, it's a little bit better. There's a little bit more of an opportunity, but it's still, I just can't see it. I can't see it, how it happened. I can't understand it. No one's helping me to understand it. Cause the more excuses come out, you can't keep singing the same song, right? right. That Jordan Travis wasn't on the team. So, you know, that they're a different team. That's what they were saying. Different team. <laughs> it was just different. Yeah. So, I mean, let's just say it like it is. You know, let's just just say the words and then do it in real time. Right. You can't do it beforehand and just wait. You're waiting for them. to. Um, you didn't do true voting. It wasn't a true poll because you sat here and waited to the end and said, well, I guess we got to do it because they didn't lose. They it's did done. everything they were supposed to do. So now we gotta we gonna take this pin or we're well, we gonna punch on that computer and we're gonna we gonna dash the hopes and dreams of an unbelievable team uh, you know that had a spirit that 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 you love to see in college football.
0: And, and see to piggyback off that, Jay, here's the other question I'll pose to you. Not only as a coach, but as a former player and as an now of a proud program. If you're Florida State, how are you gonna get your players up for a bowl game? Because <laughs> Candidly, I would not want to engage. If I'm thinking about right. the NFL draft, no chance in hell I'm suiting up. But yeah. also, just as a competitor, you're trying to tell me, as the NCAA or as a committee, David Gascon, your team's not playing in the college football playoff, but you're undefeated in a Power Five conference. But this bowl game means something. I would go mm. full blown Elon Musk and just say F you and peace mm. out. But no mm. chance. Mm. But I don't know about you.
1: I would have argued with you before Sunday. I have argued with kids, and this is the most difficult thing in the world. When they sit there and go, you know, what's the point? And I'll go, the point is the the the, the camaraderie and the understanding of playing, you playing a team sport and you give all you got for your team, and the fans love to see that. Hmm. And they you root for these teams. You're inspired by this. It's some young kid that's inspired by what you do. I can't say that now. You know, because young men have been – it's not – they're watching this. they watch every young man in college football is watching what happened. And, and I'm going to tell you this. We opened Pandora's Box. There's yeah. nothing to say to the kid in the middle of the season that loses a quarterback. We'll say, I'm out. You know, I'm going to go ahead and to the NFL draft. Oh, no, I'm going to – I'm just going to stop playing right now and then go into the transfer portal. My leg hurt. My ankle hurt. You know, I'm just going. I'm I'm gonna jump ship right now, and get get started on my NFL career or my career at the next school. That's what we're getting to. And once we once we do that, the meaning changes. It changes, and it becomes this is an amateur sports deal. That's the beauty of it. And you start losing your innocence. And now, you know, you get a, you get a different look. I mean, you get a different look. You're not the NFL, but you you. You're 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 trying to be that, you know, and that's the thing. You're going to lose fans, you know, and that that's the part. It's just a black eye to college football right now, and, and 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 I get it. What's best is not always right. You just got to do what's right sometimes because the the alternative just just it's too ugly. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think,
0: and it's that's the reality. You can look across every major sports market and every league. I mean, if Fox controls the World Series and Major League Baseball, right. what do they want every year? They want Dodgers.